0: Okay, you know, Rabbi Sai in Yiddishkeit, names are not just simply a combination of a few letters put together, but rather they have actual meaning itself. And not only do they have meaning, a name often is a description and can actually define a person's essence. They bring down that one of the only times that a parent actually has Ruach HaKodesh is when he wants to name his child. And you get a spark of Ruach HaKodesh. And sometimes afterwards, you can actually see years later that the pshat in the name fits the boy, fits the girl. It's a, it's a tremendous, tremendous thing. And that's why I thought, you know, at this moment of time, before Be'ezus Hashem, I get the opportunity of naming my son, which is tomorrow, Be'ezus Hashem. So I want to discuss a little bit about names to understand. Because a lot of people think, okay, names, I've got this name, I've got that name, Be'ezus Hashem, all of you... At the right time, you're going to get married and have children. Okay. And it's not a to have a child. It's a school. It's not something which, you know, we should be taking for granted. And, and it's, it's an unbelievable school. It really is. I, I cannot actually explain to you the feeling of, of you know, being in the hospital and your wife giving birth and, and the baby comes out and it's just I honestly cannot explain to you the, 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 the feeling of gratitude to the Rabbeinu Shalom is, is something indescribable. You, you just can't describe what it means to thank the Rabbeinu Shalom that you have a beautiful, healthy child. It is just... Unbelievable, right? So any parent, Ve'ezr Hashem, you'll know this. Ve'ezr Hashem, at the right time, but every parent knows and understands that it's, it's a huge chos and it's a tremendous, tremendous debt of gratitude that you have to the Rebbeinu for giving you that child. And now you want to name that child. So how does it work? You just like pick a nice name. I like that name. I like that name. So we'll just pick a couple of names. It doesn't work that way, right? Sometimes you have a name to name after whether it be a parent, Rachmol at that young age, or whether it's a grandparent, a great-grandparent, an uncle, or someone similar to that, or whether you don't have a name, but you just want to choose a name. As I mentioned, it's a time of special siyat that a parent has. But I want to discuss now exactly the union of names. The Arizal brings down that the nature of a person's behavior, good or bad, can actually be analysed um, in his name in the correct way. Sometimes the gematria of his name will add up to certain character traits and it can actually really have, uh, uh, many, many years later, it can have an effect on the person, which is why sometimes it's important to understand the meaning of the name. Every single one of you have beautiful names and your parents chose your beautiful names and often it actually defines your essence. We can see a person act in a certain way because of his name. Okay, now the medrash tells us like this, Rabbi Yisai. The medrash says that in, if listen to this medrash is absolutely unbelievable. Okay, it's a very, very very important medrash, and you should remember this medrash. Yalkut Shemani. The Yalkut Shemani brings down that if future generations would have had the s'chus, then the Rabbi Sholaylim himself, of would have given the names to every one of his children. Because we find that the of them gave names to Avrom, Yitzchok, Yaakov, shlomo Melech, and others as well. However, that isn't the case. I guess we don't have the s'chus, but we have enough of the schos that the parent, as I said to you before, gets a little bit of de Shimaya to name that child in that way. Now, the Gemara tells us a very interesting thing. Okay, the Gemara Yuma Pe Gimel and tells us the following story. Listen to this story. It happened to Rabbi Meir, Rabbi and Rabbi Yehuda. They were looking to go and rent like a little hotel, and they found a hotel for Shabbos. So Reb Meir was known, um, was known to pay very close attention to the names of people. And when he learned that the innkeeper's name was Kidur, that's what the Gemara tells us, the innkeeper's name was Kidur, and I am pronounce it correctly, so he brought up to mind the posuk that refers to untrustworthy people. So as a result, Reb Meir basically refused to trust the innkeeper with his wallet, which is what they used to do in the old days when you got to a place. You always give the innkeeper your purse. So he said, no, because I look at his name, and that shows his essence, and his essence is a not upstanding correct person. I'm not going to trust him with my purse. Rabbi Yehuda, who didn't really pay too much attention to names like Rabbi did, they gave their money, trusted, to the innkeeper. What happened was... His innkeeper eventually, as the Gemara tells us, um, refused to give back the money of uh, that he was given by Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Yosi. But Rabbi obviously who didn't give it to him was saved. So you see, already the Gemara tells us that he looked into the name and he saw the essence. So when you have a name, the name can identify who that person is. The Zoya asks the question: of Shimon bar does that mean a person doesn't have free will? That do you mean if my parents gave me a certain name, that's who I am and I can't change it and therefore I don't have free will. And the Zohar says, no, absolutely not. It has no connection to free will and the names of people that choose to be tzaddikim can still be tzaddikim and those that choose to be, unfortunately, the other way can also be that way. But it means that the name has the potential. It means that the name that you have, have has a particular a potential. The Heiligen Noym Melech von Nizhensk writes as follows that he writes... That um, this that it says that the neshama of a person is called and referred to with names. That means the name that you were given at your bris is the name that in Shamaim, they refer to your neshama. Some of the Svar bring being that the higher neshama comes to a child when he's given his name. Right? That's what happens at that time. The Neumah el explains that this is exactly the reason when a person is sleeping, it's much more difficult to awaken him by shaking his body. How do you wake someone up in a much more effective way? By calling his name. Because that's his neshama. And when he's sleeping, his neshama has gone up to Shemaim. When you call his name, his real name, so his neshama hears the calling and come back down into the guf. As I state the neumeli melech. Which means, again, you see this again, the name is the essence of a person. It's the neshama of a person. It's a real, real thing. Now... Um, just to give you a, a few ideas. First of all, naming after living people. Do we name pe- babies after somebody actually came to the Shalom Zaha and he told me that he had a brother who had a baby and this brother named his, um, his son after him. If Don't say the name, please, because it's being recorded and, and I don't think he wants everyone to know about it. We'll do it after the shit. Anyway, so he named his child. His brother named his child after him. If you try to get, let's say, the guy up, Stardew. you call his nickname and right. connects to the nickname. No, no. The nickname is just a name that when you happen you to give him. Up, you say it's not a, yeah, when you make someone up, you say his full Hebrew name, that's for up. sure. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's, his, well that's, that's what his name that He happens to be known as that anyway. Right, no, but like. You always yeah. say that, yeah. When we say names over here, by the way, we, let's make this clear we don't mean nicknames, we name, mean Yiddish Shalomon. Yeah, the, Shunoman, the the name Shunoman. you were given the name you were given at your breast is your the shenomen ok so on yeah, both sides there's a difference okay. between one second one second let's get back on track of okay. it now there is a difference in opinion between the Ashkenazim and the Svadim okay. the Svadim the Svadim consider it to be a segula larichasyomim when you name a child after a living person and they have a minute to name a child after a living either father or grandfather that's what it is now the Gemara One second. Let's let's get to a few more examples. We'll take questions maybe afterwards because we've got a lot to get to. There's a Gemara in Chulin Memzayin. The Gemara in Chulin tells us a story about a distraught mother who was very nervous about having a bris on her son, because there was a history of illness in the family, and she was very nervous, if I give her son a bris who knows what's going to happen to him, and there's a bit of a, you know, a history of illness in the family, and doing a bris is, after all, a medical procedure, right? he's going to be losing blood, and it's, it's difficult, and she was very, very nervous about it. The bris was delayed, until Rav Abavli said that it was safe to perform the bris, and to show gratitude, she named the baby after him. Right, and he was alive. So you see already from the Gemara that there is such a mahalach of naming a baby. There's a famous letter, I'm sure many of you are familiar with, from the Ramban. The Ramban wrote a letter to his son and his daughter in law. Right, his daughter, um, um, his daughter in law was the daughter of Rabbeinu Yonah. Okay, so we're dealing with very <laughs> Hashavi over here. And uh, when they had a baby, so Rabbeinu Yoyna was Nifta a month before the birth of the baby boy. And the Ramban says, even though it's right for you to name the child after me, because I'm the father's father, I'm the grandfather basically, and I'm, I'm alive, and really you should name it after me, but I defer the honor to Rabinu Yona, and therefore um, and therefore you should name it after him. But again, you see from there, there's another Makar to name a child after someone that is living. Rabbi Yosef Kairai, the heilige Shulchan Arug, in Tzfas, was named after his grandfather, who became his Rebbe, who was alive at the time. Now, the Minigav min- Ashkenazim is not that way. As we know, the min- of Ashkenazim is not to name after living people, and it's based on a Rebbe Yehuda HaChassid. Rebbe Yehuda Ha-Chassid writes in the Sefer hasidim that even though Goyim name their children after themselves and no harm befalls them, Yidn should refrain from doing so. Uh, and some people actually say pshat. They say, "If I see them already, that somebody say, if you name your child after someone living, you're basically waiting for him to die, and that's why and what it is." Ah, they did it in the time of the Tanoim and the Amoraim in the Gemara. It was because they had so much Torah and so much S'chusim. they weren't scared of any harm, as I stated in the Chuvin, the Chalkes Yaakov in Semen Kuv Now, um, naming a child after someone that died. A young age Right Always a question So the Marashal brings down That the reason that we name People Yishaya Instead of Yishayahu Is because Yishayahu Was killed So we'll call someone Yishaya And therefore we try not to name Someone after someone That was actually killed This is the Yamsha Shlome Gitten Pei Dalad Simon Lamad Aleph The Chassam Sofa Brings down That the name of Akiva should, uh, should properly be spelled Akiva with a hey and not with an aleph. And he says that since Rabbi Akiva was, as we know, tortured at Sarah Malchus and that if we change the name slightly by changing the last letter uh, by naming the child after Rabbi Akiva in that case. But, Rabbi even if that's true, many people still have a minute to spell the name Akiva with an aleph over there. Um, moving on, Rabbi Isai. Well, so oh, so it goes like this. Regarding to someone, so what people generally do is regarding someone that died young is they either change the name slightly or add an additional name, so as not to keep that name because we don't want to have that. What's that? What you nickname the child has no relevance to what we're discussing the Brismillah Brismillah is what we're discussing because that's the name he's going to be called up to the Torah that is his name what you decide to call What's the name the afterwards is, is totally up to you your wife and and, and, does, and if you've got teenage children like I do your kids as well you've got to bring into the conversation for some interesting reason they're going to kill me for saying that but anyway that's just how it is right um, <laughs> used to be easy you know you decide to name you, your wife you said that you've got the name now you're going to discuss it with Yala to make her decision the side has to give her decision and even Ellie sometimes comes up with, you know, what he decides should be the right name. But uh, anyway, we'll shock them all tomorrow morning with like a anyway, but what? Anyway, um, Yiddish names. What about Yiddish names? Is there that's a good question that's a very good question uh, what, what would be considered young would be what the Oylum considers young meaning when people no, say wow he was young do you know what I mean if somebody dies at 98 years old now that's young because that's invented until 120 but in, in our generations that's considered to be old we don't consider it to be we'd love him to live at you know another 122 years whatever but the, another 22 years but upon him, well, I think young would probably be considered what the Oylum considers to be young right so, or someone that died before his predestined time which is not really true because he died exactly at the right time but Al-Khupani, you get what I'm saying now Yiddish names first of all naming after tzaddikim, right? naming after Tzadikim oh, I'm, I'm telling all these things now because you know, when the time comes you're not going to have time to start you know, going through the whole sugya. so at least you have a little bit of a preparation now the Neumah brings down that a person should always name his child after a Tzadik Right? Because a child that's named after a person that's dead, the neshama of the nifta is aroused. And there's a spiritual connection between the neshama of the newborn and the neshama of the tzaddik, which has an effect on the child. And therefore, that's why a person has to be careful not to use a name of a rasha. Right? Uh, Chazal tells us, by the way, that one of the, one of the reasons that we were saved from Mitzrayim, these parishes, is because we didn't shalashin and We didn't change their names. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, now, Yiddish names, right? Many people, apart from a Hebrew name, have a Yiddish name. Right, right? for example, Dov Dovbe, right? That's Yiddish. Zevolf, Tzvi Hersh, Arya Leib, all of these things. And, right? There's no problem with any of these names. Obviously, they're beautiful names. And again, um, the Hebrew one generally goes before the Yiddish one in that case. What about names used by Goyim? Could you give okay. a Yiddish name to call the guy to the terror? If that's his name, sure. Arya Dovbe. It's all it's all Yiddish. What did you call him up with? His, whatever he was called by his wrist. Shlomo Well, We named him oh, after Shlomo Dov, so that's why he's called Shlomo <coughs> Dov. That's my Shver's father, Shlomo Dov. Anyway, so um, moving on. Go names. It's a very important topic, this one. goyish name. So the Medrash tells us that in the skhus of four things, Klaalisol was redeemed from its rhyme. First one is they didn't change their name. They also didn't change their language. They didn't, didn't um, tell on the secrets. And they weren't in, in, involved in, with Znus. In fact, the Maram Shik Paskens that if a person calls his child by a goyish name, he actually is over on the Issa of lo He's going, being referred to by a goyish name in that case. In fact, it's interesting, they say. That when they forced the Maram Shik's father to adopt a secular surname, he chose Shik. Because the Roshetavahs of the name Sheikh are Shem Yisroel Kodesh. This was known as the Maram Shik. You know that? Oh, wow. Shem Yisroel Kodesh. Right? So he got that name in order for that way. Okay. Reb Moshe... Ramosha is a chuba, and Ramosha says that even though it's improper for a person to have a goyisha name, however, he does bring down something. He says there's no Issa in having one. Obviously, you don't call up your child to the brisk by that or by the Torah, but sometimes on people's passports for the sake of simplicity when dealing with business or when dealing with going, whatever it is. So sometimes people do have a goyish name. So Ramosha says there's no isa b'chalal for a person to have that. I, the medrash, the was talking about a situation, it was a time when the Yidin were obligated in Sheva Mitzvahs to be B'nai Noyach, and they were paying over, over, over there, and therefore all sorts of different things apply over there. And therefore, that's why a person should never name a child after a Goy, even if the name is a Jewish name over there. In fact, just one last thing, a very interesting thing. Um, Alexander the Great. Um, it's interesting, Alexander. Alexander stems from a Goy. Alexander the Great. It was a guy, right? So Rabbi Yaakov Emden writes that everything Chazal did and everything they said was so much clearness. And he points that even though we find out the name Alexander mentions in Shas, we never find it written as Alexander. It's always written Alexandri with the Yud. And he says that the uh, macho of Alexandri with the Yud at the end is the same as Shleima being 375. And even though it seems that Krali Yisrael were naming their children after Alexander the Great, they were actually naming after their children after Shleima Hamelach. That's what it was over there. Now, who chooses the name? Who chooses the nicknames? name? Nicknames is not a problem. Again, that's not what I'm talking about. Nicknames. Nicknames, is a, uh, nicknames are, you have to be very careful of nicknames. The Gamal Baumatzia says, right? They have to be very careful of nicknames. Some of don't they nickname someone in a derogatory fashion because you can cause him a nasty boring be very pained by that. But if his name is, uh, if his, if his name is uh, I don't know, um, I'm trying to find the, to find the nickname. Right? Oh, no, That's the... How many call him? Nossameh. They call him... Nathan. Nathan. So, know, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. His name is Nossameh. Everyone knows his name is Nossameh. Highly genomen. But I'll call upon him, right named after the Mashkia. right? It's <laughs> sad. <laughs> <laughs> the <you're> Shama, <laughs> the the <Mashkir, laughs> Nishama is definitely... Uh, in some ways, tied up. They say he was very chassidish. I think no. Anyway, who gets to choose the name? Uh, 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 who gets funny. to choose the name of my side? Very okay. How many you being killed? All right. All oh, right. All oh, right. <laughs> who gets to choose the name? This is a very uh, sensitive topic. Who gets to choose the name? I'll so the, the mimic of Ashkenazim is that the mother has the right to name the first child, and the right to name all the other children is alternate, alternated between the two parents. I Meaning the father names the second, the mother names the third, and did you get to number like 14 and then by then you like, ran out of names already but that's what it is um, that's what it is now obviously if there's, a, if there's a parent or grandparent that was lifter then obviously you're going to go with that the Svar bring down by the way the Svar bring down that if it's going to cause an argument then it's better you know to just let whoever it is I think they, they bring down for Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky that's that uh, when Rabbi Yaakov they asked Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky once by a um, because there's always a Shailah who walks down the Chosin. Is it the parents, meaning each parent walks down their child? Or is it the two fathers or the two mothers? It's a different yeah. argument in Klal yeah. So they asked Yubiakib Kamenetsky, you know, because he was Masada Kedushin, what's, uh, I think it was his child's wedding, and a the son or his daughter or whatever, one of his children, and they asked him, the other, the Mokhoten asked, what's, you know, what's your meaning when it comes to this thing? And he said, my meaning is whatever the Mokhotin does. In I don't want to get it from because whatever you do, it's fine with me. So I think when it comes to naming children, and again, it's a sensitive thing, people get very heated up about it, worked up about it. I think, I think the perspective over here is to do the and Hashem, and if it's going to cause an argument, Sean, a bias between you and your wife, or you and your mother, father, your father, mother-in-law, or father-in-law. So I don't think it's a to do that, and of course, to have them in mind, and you know, think, be sensitive to what they would want as well. And uh, I think that's very, very khoshev, To they show them the COVID them? and respect You are not meant to ask them But sometimes you know what they would prefer What they wouldn't prefer it doesn't mean you have to follow that what they're saying It's your child But to have that in mind I think it's a very, very important thing That a person has to realize That at the end of the day that, uh, That's what it is But we do have to remember How very, very important this is That names mean a lot to people It means very, very khashev You, like, you, you do shouldn't do that, no you should try to call a name that was done by tzaddikim, by an ancestor or something like that. But, but so the truth is there's a lot more to discuss over here, but I'm not going to go into too much. There's so much more to discuss. But I just wanted to give you just an idea into what it means, a name and the essence of a person. And Be'ez HaShem, we shall uh, be zekah tomorrow to uh, join us by the bris. Okay.